Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast by Drone Launch Academy. I am your host and founder of Drone Launch, David Young. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you're new to the podcast, the Drone to 1K podcast is all about telling the stories and interviewing people who have started successful drone businesses, or at least now they're successful. We've talked to a lot of people throughout um, the course of our business in that are looking to start drone businesses or that have started them, and sometimes people just don't know where to begin or they may be a little defeated thinking, oh, I can never get jobs or um, I'm not sure if I can make this work or I don't know what I'm doing. So we went and we found people who were doing it right and who were probably in the same place you are and who have been able to go out there, uh, make something happen. And we set a criteria to where the only businesses we interviewed were people who were making at least $1,000 or more per month with their drone. So it doesn't have to be a humongous business. A lot of these people are doing it on the side just for some side cash, but we wanted to use that as a relative benchmark for someone who's able to go out there and generate some cash with their drone. So we've broken this podcast up into seasons. So this is season one. This is the second interview we've done. Today we're gonna have someone named Jeff Lewis on, and we'll get into that more in a second, but there are gonna be 10 episodes in this first season, or 10 interviews. So I did an intro podcast last week, so that was episode zero, if you will. So there'll be 10 interviews, uh, 11 episodes total. And as we release these episodes, we're gonna be taking applications for season two. People seem to really like this podcast in this format. So if you look in the show notes to this podcast, if you just go to dronelaunchacademy.com, you should be able to find the podcast and find the show in the show notes. We will have a link where you can apply to be on season two if you think you're a good fit. And again, we're looking for people who have started drone businesses or drone service businesses and are making at least $1,000 or more a month. And if you know someone else who might be a good fit for this podcast, feel free to forward that link to them and have them sign up. So in today's episode, we are going to be interviewing Jeff Lewis, and he might be like some of you all out there. He is retired. He got into drones as a hobby, and then as he started doing it more, people started asking him to help them out with drone-related work. And he started doing more and more of it, started taking it seriously, got his Part 107 license, and now he has a business. Now, he also has the advantage of being retired, so he doesn't have the financial pressure of having to make drones provide all of his living. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, he's been able to build it into a nice business that has given him some side cash to do other things where he doesn't have to dip into his retirement money for that. So I know uh, from talking to a lot of you that you're in a similar situation where maybe you're retired or maybe you have a full-time gig and you're just looking for your drone to provide some extra income, A, because you love flying your drone, and B, it's just fun to build something on the side. So I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I really enjoyed this interview with Jeff. He talks about how he was able to to get business. He talked about some of the challenges he faced with um, learning how to do video editing and some of those items. Uh, And it's just a really great interview. I love hearing people's stories uh, and how they've been able to have success with their business. Just wanted to mention real quick, in this podcast episode, uh, we talk about two different things specifically. We talk about the remote pilot certificate or the Part 107 exam, uh, and also talked a little bit about um, Jeff learning how to do video editing and post-production and all that. So we have two courses that help people with that. I just want to mention real quick, we have a special deal for podcast listeners. 
you can find that info in the show notes. There should be two links uh, for two courses that deal with that. And uh, I can address those more at the end of the podcast, but just wanted to give you a heads up. If you're interested in that, uh, we have a special deal for podcast listeners. Okay. Without any further ado, here is Jeff Lewis. All right. So welcome to the Drone Launch podcast. Uh, today with us, we have Jeff Lewis. Thanks, Jeff, uh, for coming and talking to us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we start by you telling us um, a little bit about your background, how you got into drones, how you ended up uh, using the drones uh, for commercial stuff, for, for your own business. Just kind of walk us through that from the beginning. <clears throat> well, I, um, I retired from an insurance career about 15 years ago now and was happily uh, playing golf five or six days a week. Um, and uh, about two years ago now, I uh, did some serious damage to my shoulder requiring a bunch of treatment and then ultimately surgery and recovery time. So I was off golf for about eight months. Gotcha. And during that time, just going a little stir crazy, both me and my wife. And uh, so I bought a drone and well, that one flew away. <laughs> bought another one. And what kind of drone was the first one? I always one was just cheap guys that you just, uh, and I learned that you, you might as well buy a good one to start with because the other guys aren't going to, it's funny because I had, was out in a cul-de-sac with uh, three little neighborhood kids. <laughs> Didn't understand where the drone went. We went riding, riding around the golf cart looking for it. Never found it. But um, so I bought a, a, a couple more. Finally got into the DJI world and uh, just really enjoyed flying around. I live in a, a golf course community, so I plenty of room I can fly around here and not not bother too many people and. Uh, and uh, so I bought a couple more drones because <laughs> I like drones. Um, <laughs> and I started doing uh, jobs for friends, friends that have ranches to go out and do some pictures or, um, you know, a, a lakefront property, whatever, just, you know, messing around. And people really liked my work and, you know, wanted me to be doing it. And I finally thought, well, heck, uh, if I'm doing this, I might as well be making some money doing it. So yeah. I... I studied up and I found out I had to get my 107 and went off and did that. And, and there, and I started uh, my, my business special point of view. And, um, it's just kind of how it happened. It was more accidental. So it's how does a hobby become a, a, a business, I guess, is the story. But yeah. So when you started, so how long ago was it that you decided to turn it into a business? Oh, I probably had it was probably a year, you know, between first drone and, and first uh, uh, forming my company. It was probably a year's time. Um, yeah. Okay. And so how long have you been, I guess, how long have you been in business for at this point? I've been in business now for, um, this is my second year. So I'm uh, going on going on about two years right now. Okay, cool. Nice. Now, I guess say, or... Starting like at this point, where uh, where do you find most of your clients, or what kind of clients do you have? What kind of work are you doing with your drone? Well, I've been kind of kind of blessed by um, again living a, a, a different kind of life, being retired and involved in a community. I was on the the board of our country club for a few years, and on the board of the HOA for a few years. And in that process, I've met developers and builders and you know, people, different kinds of people that own things, car dealerships, whatever, a lot of realtors. And so once uh, 
once the word was out that I was interested in doing some of this, I literally had people coming to me. So well, that's, that's nice. Experience. Yeah. So what, what kind of, so are you doing mostly like photos? Are you doing like promo videos? Are you doing like drone mapping stuff? I guess what, what's like a typical job for you right now? Well, so some of it's, it's evolving as, as we speak. The, the, the easiest thing to get into, I guess, up front, again, knowing a bunch of realtors and stuff was um, residential real estate. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I kind of got involved in some ranch and, and farm stuff, which I really enjoy uh, ranches because you're out, you know, a couple hundred acre ranch, there's nobody around you and fly and have a good time. And so, yeah. so it's a combination photo, video, turning them into a, a, you know, one minute or two minute video clip. Um, so the evolution was from that into some commercial real estate into some, um, now really focusing more on promo stuff, um, and property managers. Um, gotcha. So you're doing a lot more of that kind of commercial real estate work for larger, larger buildings and like apartment complexes and stuff. Yeah. Strip malls, that kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, cool. yeah, the, yeah, it's challenging. I, I don't want to be disparaging about any sure. one business, but the residential real estate thing, is just a lot of competition. People willing to, to do it for a little or nothing. And, uh, yeah. with a group of people who are quite happy to pay nothing. <laughs> so, anyhow. You know, I hear it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's almost, tell you a lot of stories about that, but <laughs> it's almost like you've, uh, you've heard other people that I've talked to already because you're, you're given a very similar progression or, or you're saying very similar things about where to start out the problems with that. You know, it's like, there's, it's easy to get into, but since it's easy, that means there's a lot of competition and then there's not the people that you're working with aren't usually willing to pay a ton of money. So it's a little bit of a, a hard place to stay long-term. Yeah, there's double whammy in that in that they don't want to pay a lot of money for the work, but then they don't pay their bills after you're done. So you got to chase that. <laughs> Anyhow, I've had a couple of good relationships with some some realtors, bigger um, bigger realty firms around town that are, uh, sure. are you know our friends, and I I will continue doing work for them. Yeah, and I think sometimes it just depends on finding, like you said, like the right relationship. Because I know I know some people who they do have businesses that focus on residential real estate, but they've spent a lot of time, uh, finding the right relationships. Cause they're like, you know, there are a lot of people that either they don't want to pay you or they're just not good to work with, but you know, he's found a group of realtors that he really likes working with that, you know, appreciate his work. And they, you know, they say it helps, uh, them get more listings and stuff. So he's, he's been able to develop to, to develop some good business, uh, through that. But yeah, that's funny. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the same, uh, same things from, from several different angles. So, um, Cool. So right now you're focusing more on kind of the commercial properties and, and, um, and work there. Um, what I guess one question would be what, you know, as you've been developing your business, um, I guess what's been the biggest, biggest, uh, pain point or struggle has been like flying or video editing or, you know, finding business, I guess what, what piece of it, uh, has been the biggest struggle for you? Uh, and I think that to just point out, start out, I was successfully retired when I started this business. So I don't have the pressure on me that, you know, many, um, some of the younger people want to start out, you know, quit a job and go try to go do this. So, sure. but I mean, it's, it would be similar to where, you know, I mean, obviously you have more time, but if somebody has a job and they want to do this as a, you know, for side income or something like that, but yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. So, uh, yeah, so that eases the pressure a lot. Right sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have friends that are, trying to make a living at it and they're, you know, working, they're working really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm still playing golf three, four days a week. So, um, so back to what, what was the original question? Sorry. No, I, yeah. I was just going to say, um, you know, what, what have you found to be the biggest uh, struggle, if you could identify one? Like, what's been the hardest part for you in trying to turn it into a successful business? And for, for me, the, the hardest part is, is it, it's um, self-inflicted. But I knew nothing about editing. Um, well, I knew nothing about a heck of a lot of anything. Uh, flying a drone or anything else when I started, but I think learning to fly the drone is is pretty easy. These drones are pretty darn smart. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, I've had a few problems with them, but overall they're they're pretty pretty compliant. The uh, uh, editing piece was just really challenging. L- learning Lightroom, Photoshop, and I use uh, Final Cut. Um, yeah. That's just that's hard work. I mean, it's, these things are complicated and sophisticated, and um, you can get through the you know the, the first cut pretty easy, but uh, trying to really use the the um, capabilities within those softwares is a challenge. So yeah, I, I learn something every day. I think. Yeah, no, they're pretty they're pretty powerful. I know there's a lot to there's a lot to learn there. That's something that for from folks we talk to there, that's the one thing where people get pretty intimidated by is trying to figure. They they love flying the drone, but then when it comes time to put it into some software and and make it look good, it's you know it's a little bit more a little bit more work and a little more intimidating. Well, one of the things within that is is I've got some friends who who just sub all that stuff out and yeah. I can easily do that. The the challenge for me is once I start a project because I almost everything ends up in being a you know a two minute video the work I do anymore. And so as I'm you know filming it, I've got kind of you know I've got a storybook in my mind. I may not have written it out, but you know I've got kind of a plan and, it, and I'm working that and then when I get to the editing phase, I just can't picture handing that off to somebody and say, here's, you know, here's yep. a bunch of raw <laughs> right. files, yeah. um, figure, make something out of them for me. So, um, I just haven't been able to do that handoff yet. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I know I have a couple of friends with, uh, you know, video production companies in the same way. They, they say, listen, I just, oh, they're like, I'll outsource pictures, but I just, you know, you know, these guys are doing most like weddings and stuff like that. But he says, I just, I can't outsource the editing. That's like my thing. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, like you say, if you, if you have to take a hundred pictures at a wedding or something, fine. You send them out and have them, sure. you know, done. That's I can see you doing that, but the the video is kind of, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, well, cool. So for you know, and I'm, I'll ask you some. I was going to ask you some price questions. You know, about you know, share with me as much detail as you feel comfortable sharing. I don't want you to feel like okay. I'm putting pressure on you, but I'm just saying. Uh, I was going to ask for a typical job now, like a commercial job where you're doing a promo video form, how much are you charging for something like that? Or how much are you finding you're able to charge? I would say my, my overall average is probably close to 500. Um, for like a finished product video? Yeah. For, for all in, um, for a two minute video or, um, I'd say, like I say, for ranches and stuff for 20, 25 pictures in a, in a couple videos. Um, sure. I, I, I really try to, that, that 500 is kind of an important number. And do I want to, take time out of my life to uh, go do this or not. And, uh, and at times it's, you know, works out to about 50 cents an hour. It feels like, but <laughs> <laughs> some of these jobs take a while. Yeah, the high end I've, you know, I've gotten thousand, twelve hundred dollar kind of project, but they're okay. far and few between two and far between. Gotcha. That's cool. Now, as far as finding clients goes, I think that's something, you know, some people, most people know how to fly the drone. Then there are people who, take the next step and they get actually good at something, right? So they get good at editing. They realize, oh, having a successful drone business doesn't just mean I can buy a drone and fly it around. 
So they get good at, you know, editing or, you know, something, another skill that requires additional work other than flying. But then I know a lot of people struggle on how to go get business and attract clients. It sounds like you had a pretty nice setup where you're already pretty involved in a community and had a lot of uh, good connections starting out. Um, but I, I guess, do you have any strategies there that you've done where, uh, or you've tried in getting new business or I guess if not, do you have some thoughts for people who are out there, um, trying to develop relationships and, and get business for their, for their new company? Yeah, I think I can give a little, little hint on that. I think so again, I'm, I've been blessed with having a lot of relationships and, um, you know, a couple of them are, are pretty substantial opportunities because they're a you know, big property manager or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I did um, early on was I, I wanted to, to do restaurants. I just always thought restaurants would be fun. And so I went to a restaurant that I been at um, fairly often and said, hey, I got a heck of a deal for you. <laughs> I'll do a video for nothing. And, uh, and it came out really well. It just was a combination of some some pretty interesting artwork in the restaurant and and um, and it's a it's called I won't say what it is but it's a it's a New Orleans kind of theme restaurant and I found some great music by the way finding music is one of my biggest challenges also really? I can spend hours um, trying to find the right right track for for mm. a particular job it, it get probably partially wasted time but it's it's I'm just so focused on getting right anyhow yeah doesn't die for nothing. And then you've got a product in this case. Um, he's attached either through friendship or, or relatives to a bunch of, you know, several other restaurants that becomes something else. And, you know, trying to go for a target one, which I still haven't planted, but, uh, but I've got another work that I didn't expect at all. So uh, you got, I think you, you got work. So you did one for free, you're saying, and then you got yeah. other work kind of came out of that. Yeah. Just so here it is, you know, here's, I'll do something for you. And, uh, Again, once once I got a little public and passed around, and because it's it, I, I submit that it's ninety nine percent word of mouth referral stuff. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't. I, I could advertise, I guess. But I did have the opportunity to uh, get a a full page article about me in a local magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a positive piece. I, I couldn't buy that kind of advertising, but uh, but it it didn't generate a heck of a lot of work, a lot of interest, but not much work. Yeah. Um, okay. Well that's, yeah, that's good. And that's, you know, it's something that we've heard other people say tactics wise of, you know, doing some work, uh, for free just so you can at least have a demo reel or something for other people to share around. Um, so it's interesting that you had that kind of same, same approach. Um, I think just tied into that, David, just, I think that the sooner one can put together, you know, call it a portfolio. I mean, that's what I call my portfolio, but yeah, a portfolio, um, much like a commercial photographer or an artist. And as soon as you can get, and that's important to get that put together up front, that you, you get enough different kinds of houses and commercial buildings and you get some leases and those and some parks and in a country club, whatever. So you've got a, you know, a five, six, seven page portfolio um, of some of your, your better stuff, even if you didn't get paid to do it, just stuff demonstrating your skills is really important. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I think that's smart. And so, so once you have that, do you have any, it sounds like you're, you're pretty good and successful at the, the relationship component too. And it sounds like that has, you know, made it pretty easy for you to turn the, turn on the switch as far as getting some jobs goes, you know, if, if you're someone who maybe isn't as plugged into a community as you are, um, do you have any, you know, I guess 
recommendations, even from just like a mindset perspective or some practical tips on building those relationships and, and kind of getting that network going to where then you can uh, have people coming to you that know what you do. And I think, you know, in, in my case, I would, I, I like to characterize, characterize myself as this outgoing, you know, they kind of call me the, the mayor of Dominion, the community I live in, because I've been involved in everything so long. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, that, underneath all that, I'm still a pretty shy guy. I hate going knocking on a door and asking for... <laughs> um, so had I not had the connections and I still really wanted to do what I'm doing, I would have uh, hired somebody or found someone to, to, to work on some kind of a contingent basis to uh, to go knock on doors. So huh. I, I, there's, there's, I think... Plenty of people out there that that uh, that are that kind of outgoing people who again who already have full time job or something, but are willing to go knock on some doors and take your product out if, if you're if you're uncomfortable. You got to knock on somebody's got to knock on the door. That's fine. Yeah, or make a phone call or do something. So, yeah, that's uh yeah. that's cool. Um, so I guess uh, now it's really for you. You're kind of still treating it like a a part time. Uh, a part-time gig because, you know, you're retired and you don't want to, doesn't sound like you want to bust yourself doing it. You're kind of enjoying, it sounds like you're enjoying the time freedom. Um, do you have like a set target of like, I want to make X number of dollars per month with this? Or are you just kind of taking jobs as they come in? Kind of what's your mindset now about your business in that respect? I, yeah, I, it, I don't th I think you have to have some kind of a goal or you'll never know if you've made it right. Um, and, and mine's pretty simple. I'm looking to bring in $2,500 a month. That's if, if I had to pick a number yeah. that when I got that much, I'll quit for the month kind of thing. But yeah. um, so, and there's, I mean, I've had weeks where I've made that. So, um, mm. but then I take three weeks off. No, uh, but, <laughs> um, but again, to me, that's what I'm trying to cover is, you know, buying these drones. I've got, you know, five, six drones laying around here. Now I just bought a, a Ronin, which I haven't had a row. I just bought a Ronin M this week. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always something I'm buying. Um, so I say, hey, I'm covering all these expenses. And, and the deal I've made with my wife is this, this money, uh, excess money goes into our travel fund. We, we love to travel. We travel yeah. all over the world. And uh, so it kind of helps get her off my back a little bit by saying, hey, he's working hard, but he's it's, that's going to be a trip to... He's going to benefit from it, yeah. What? Yeah, no, that's that's a cool, that's a that's a good idea. So basically, cover your cover your drones and equipment plus travel money. Yep. Nice. Now, have you been have you found that you've been able to hit that target of twenty five hundred dollars a month? Um, I would say that let's say three out of five months I do okay. that. Um, I, I you know I miss I miss you know pretty spectacularly. Like January, I had a, a really bad month, um, but part of that's economy and people aren't you know, list of new properties and da da da, da. Gotcha. Um, And then I think, you know, now it's picking up and I'm kind of picturing the spring, I could have some, a couple, four or $5,000 months pretty easily, so. Oh, okay. So it just kind of ebbs and flows, you're saying, just seasonally for the kind of stuff you're working on. Yeah, and in between, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I think, you know, to when you have the chance and you have the equipment, you know, I'm, the, the creative side of this is becoming more intriguing to me. And that's, in fact, the reason I'm buying the Ronin is, um, it's just to, to get a little more uh, creative and create some, some neat videos that you can put on whatever YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you said you have like five or six drones. What kind of, what kind of drones do you have out of curiosity? What's your, what's your fleet looking like? 
I have two Mavic Pros and longing for a Mavic 2 Pro. That'll probably happen. Um, I have two Phantom 4 Pros and I have one Inspire um, 1. Okay. How do you like the Inspire? Do you use that much or do you normally use some of the I others? I, I like it to show off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've I got a lot of invites, actually. I uh, interestingly spoke a couple weeks ago to a airman's group. This was a group of people in a more rural town in Texas here. They were all World War II um, pilots. Now, they can't be too young and be a World War II pilot, right? right? Yeah. So it was really an interesting session, and they were they were awake and they you know parked their walkers for a few minutes and listened and uh, <laughs> and then we went out I went out with them and we actually had the high school stadium, which in Texas a high school t- stadium similar to a college stadium most of the world. <laughs> and I took three drones up there and let these guys fly around. You've never seen. Somebody have more fun than they just <laughs> they were doing touchdown landings and takeoffs and all that. Anyhow, um, that's awesome. So it's whatever. I, I like I like to try to advance the sport. Also, that there's so many misconceptions and so many people think you know that somebody's looking in their window in the pool or whatever, whatever, oh, whatever. Yeah. Again, occasionally there's some random person doing that, but there's so much happening in the future with the drone world that it's just, it's just hard to imagine. And I love talking about it. And yeah, the last piece on that is I've gotten myself involved in a national organization called operation drones search and rescue. And we're trying to build the infrastructure for a nationwide, um, 1-800. I just had a disaster, uh, and sent, deploy a group of drones and equipment. So cool. That's, I'm really enjoying that too. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, um, as far as your, your business, the future of your business goes, are you, um, I guess, what are you thinking for the future? Are you kind of enjoying where you're at and kind of want to stay with the commercial properties and kind of the level you're doing, or are you wanting to branch out into other, other areas of drone use, like, like mapping or thermography, anything like that? And kind of what are, where do you see your business heading in the future? It's, it's, it's one of those things I think about most days of the week that I really think, and again, I would say that, you know, I'm 68 years old. So um, if I was 48 years old, I would be in this with both feet all in. I'm telling yeah. you, because I think it's got so much opportunity. I find myself every once in a while sliding into, well, I could just go ahead and still do that now and hire some people and, um, and, and really turn this into something. And I said, well, okay, but why, do, why would I want to do that? I uh, actually met yesterday with a, a, another uh, group of um, drone company owners and uh, talking about doing some joint partnership kind of stuff. And uh, I think, if anything, I might might get more involved in something like that and uh, and feed feed some of this work off to the younger group and uh, cool. Let them uh, give me some mailbox money. I call it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's really cool. Um, well, uh, one other question I was going to ask, I have here on my list is if you were going to start from scratch today, like if you were starting over kind of now having some more experience with drones and drone business, I guess, what are, what are a few things that you would do differently if you were starting fresh today with it? Well, and, and I know I could say, oh, we, I learned this lesson and I learned that lesson. I think you have to learn all the lessons. I, I think, it, you know, I don't think I would do anything differently. I mean, I think I had to start out with a residential realtors and they had to find out that there are challenges at times and uh, they want a quick turnaround, don't want to pay. But that gave me a, a, 
enough activity to really start knowing not just how to fly my drone in an open field, but to fly it inside tight quarters and to um, take actually good videos and pictures and stuff. So, so I'd like to say I wish I didn't do that because it really wasn't as productive as I wish it was, but, but I had to do it. So um, I guess I'm kind of saying much like I look at my life, I've yeah. made some pretty dumb blunders along the way and stuff, but they all kind of come together to make you up what you are. So you got to, right. you got to gotta blunder your way in through it. I'm afraid. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're saying, you know, you've learned stuff, but you don't have any regrets necessarily as far as how it went about. Yeah. Don't we all wish we were 16 again, but no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's great. Um, well, cool. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else I guess you wanted to, to touch on? I mean, that's really, you really hit on a lot of the different pieces. Um, I was, I was hoping to talk about and, um, you know, you've, you've obviously shared a lot and I really appreciate you kind of opening up, um, getting into some specifics. I think that's always really encouraging for people to hear, um, you know, just exactly, um, how people got started and, um, how much they're actually able to do in real life. Cause I think, you know, sometimes you, you see on some of these Facebook groups, you got to get both ends of the spectrums, people going, Oh, this is, you know, this is a waste of time. You can never make money doing this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think those are typically people who've, who've maybe tried and kind of got defeated and are given up. But then you, you know, but then I've talked to plenty of people who are, you know, they're either making a nice side income or they're even able to make full-time income um, because they've taken it a little bit more seriously and developed some actual in-demand skills and things like that. Um, so I just think it's nice for people to hear uh, from others who are actually, you know, able to, to do something, something well with it. So, um, so I really appreciate you uh, talking to us and, and walking us through all that. Um, Let me just add one more thing in here yeah, on, the, on that subject. So the um, people I was meeting with yesterday, again, I've said I've meet with some successful, uh, for other people have their own business as well. One of them is a two-man uh, partnership, uh, just not that far from where I live. And, uh, and I've known these guys, they're in their second year of business, but they're averaging 15000 a month and, and growing regularly. Wow. Um, so there's, there's plenty of opportunity. Again, if you, you work it, you know, they've got the first Matrice and they're looking at their second one. And I mean, they, it's, but you got to work hard. It's not. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, to me, the, the, the thing I think for all, all of the droners of the world is a be responsible and, and you know, we're, uh -huh. We're, we're bringing enough bad stuff down upon ourselves because of a handful of people doing stupid things. And we've right. just got to self-police to some extent and, uh, and keep this, and this it's going to change. It's obvious you're going to pay, you know, some kind of price before it's over. I'm afraid, but, um, and also contribute where possible. Like I said, I'm getting involved in this national search and rescue thing. If, yeah, I think that's great. You know, if you get it, you get a call for doing something like that. Um, and you can help, help out something then you know that's that's part of our, our opportunity and responsibility so yeah no that's that's fantastic that you're doing that it's a really cool it's a cool thing to hear about and i think that's um yeah some some really some really good points now your your guys that you know that are in that group with you are they doing similar work to what you're doing or are they in kind of a different specialty well and, and again if you watch the evolution i think as you go through your, your podcast you're going to see I, I think the kind of that natural evolution they started with residential real estate yep. went into commercial ranch and farms do a lot of ranch and farm stuff they're in a more rural community but then they they've gotten into the um inspection world that's uh -huh. the book the trees for and they got the floor and all that stuff and uh, so they're doing cell towers and pipelines and uh, and that, again, that's where the the real money is sure, doing yeah. that kind of stuff that you don't you're not getting a bunch of one offs. You're getting a you know 
Correct. Contract, yeah. And cell towers or something. Right. But at the same time, a lot of those, you know, higher paying gigs require equipment that's much more expensive as well. Like, you know, the Matrice, that's, you know, so right. with, with cameras and stuff loaded up on it, that can be, you know, easy 20 grand. So, uh, yeah, I want one, but you're right. It's, I think theirs was about that 18, 20 grand. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so cool. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for that insight. That's, that's really cool to hear. Um, you know, your experience, especially, you know, meeting with others too. So, um, okay, well, I appreciate that you're uh, reaching out to the world and communicating this stuff too. That's the, yeah. Thing. Yeah. You know, I think people I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't kind of start doing this a little sooner just cause I've really enjoyed these, these conversations I've been having with people and they're really eye opening. And, um, you know, I think people really want this stuff. So, um, I was going to ask if people, you know, if you're, if people wanted to get in touch with you or see your work, you know, where's the best place to find you? I don't know if you have a, a website or Facebook, Instagram, something like that, but I guess where's the best place for people to, to find out? So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, so my, uh, website is, um, special point of view. Mm-hmm. com. Okay. And, uh, there's a contact me uh, button in there. So, okay. So people can get that way. Cool. Well, we'll link, we'll link to your website in the, uh, in the notes to the, to the podcast, um, on our website and, and on, um, you know, wherever you're listening to it, either iTunes or, um, Stitcher. Um, well, Jeff, uh, thank you so much. I won't keep you any longer, but thank you so much for talking to us and sharing, uh, your, your perspective and your experience with us. Um, I really appreciate it. I know a lot of people will really enjoy listening to this. So, um, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to that episode and interview with Jeff. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him, hearing his story. Um, These recordings are always just a lot of fun for me to get to know people and hear how they started their business. You know, a lot of times it just comes down to getting out there, engaging with your network, meeting new people, showing them how you can help, and just things unfold and develop. I've seen that story happen time and time again. So if you are kind of on the fence and timid to talk to people or don't think it can happen, just be bold and go out develop real relationships, and tell people how you can help them. So obviously that comes with first developing a skill to be able to help them. So whether that's um, creating promo videos or uh, orthomosaic maps or however, you need to make sure you get those skills first. But then after that, don't be afraid to go out there and talk to people. Um, People are more receptive than you think to those types of things. I've seen it time and time again, where once people muster up the courage to go out there and start building relationships with people to get more business, uh, things start taking off for them. So Anyways, I really enjoyed that that interview with Jeff, and I really appreciate him coming on and sharing those insights. I wanted to mention again those two courses we talked about at the very beginning. Um, if you are interested in getting your Part 107 license or your remote pilot certificate, as it's officially called, we have a prep course that can help with that. Uh, we've had about 8,000 people go through it, over a 99% pass rate. So that's just something to really make studying easy for you if you want to take that 60-question FAA exam. Uh, the link will be in the show notes, but the promo code is podcast fifty five zero all one word. Uh, and then the other course that we don't talk about quite as much is a course called Aerial Video A to Z. It was created by a partner of ours, Alex Harris. He's a professional videographer, editor, photographer, uh, used to work in Hollywood. Uh, he's won awards for his drone work. He put this course together to teach you literally everything you need to know from beginning to end on drone cinematography, editing, titles, transitions, um, how to make the picture look good, how to do the right shots, all this stuff. So it's really awesome. Uh, So we have a 20% off deal for podcast listeners. I believe the code for that is 
podcast A-V-A-Z for Aerial Video A to Z. So again, there'll be a link for that if you want to check that out. That's helped out a lot of people, and it's a great course. So if you're interested in really kind of developing those chops and being able to get better clients, that's something you can look into. All right, well, be sure to tune in next week when we bring you another Drone to 1K podcast interview. We'll release new episodes every Tuesday for 11 total episodes in season one. And then look out for season two coming shortly thereafter, probably later in 2019. Thanks again, everyone, and take care.